Welcome back to another episode of the Dunkin' with Dom podcast. Ozzy, it is good to have you back for the first time in a very, very long time. It's good to be back. Ready to ready to pod. Ready to pod again. Yeah, well, I think the last time we had you on, like in terms of an official recording like segment, we haven't recorded probably in months, and that was some NBA stuff. Haven't talked football with you, though, uh, in a very, very long time. Before we get on to today's episode... Want to get your thoughts. What's been the uh, the thing that stood out to you most so far this NFL season? You know, we're in week 11. We're already past the halfway mark. What's been the big narrative, the big thing this year so far? I'm, I mean, uh, I think the big narrative um, is the media being like, God save the Chiefs because <laughs> without them, we have nothing to do. But, yeah, I think that would be my my craziest thing is the biggest disappointment over there is the AFC is the Chiefs. I don't know why they suck so much. Uh, we can move on with. Well, I agree with you there. The, the Chiefs have definitely not only sucked; they very, they very much have underwhelmed so far. But that's kind of you're alluding to today's episode. We're talking all things playoff picture, for better or worse. We're already at the halfway mark of this year, so I kind of want to take a step back, really look at wh- who are the teams in the mix, which teams are kind of fighting for those last spots, and who we really think at least going into this are the legit contenders. Before we get on that, though, I want to touch on some news that happened. A couple weeks ago regarding Aaron Rodgers, this whole COVID vaccine, you know, stuff like that. I just want to get this question out there and kind of talk about it for a little bit. The first thing is that what was your make of the whole situation? Like with the comments, with what actually ended up happening, with the the punishment, kind of like the whole thing. Uh, I don't mind the comments or the punishment. Like the punishment I thought was fair and, and, and the comments being like – he kept saying things during the summer like oh i'm immunized and, and all that like alluding to him being vaccinated but he wasn't and i suppose that's misleading to an organization but at the end of the day they don't require you to be vaccinated so i don't think it, i don't think it's that big of a deal right like people are going to make it a big deal like the media is going to make it a big deal he's a star his name's in the his name's in the press a lot but i, I don't think it's actually that crazy um, personally, I'd say get vaccinated, but you know, to each their own. He can do what he wants. There were there were two things that stood out to me with this story that I think made it probably bad for the NFL. Number one was that this comes a week after the John Gruden thing. So for better or worse, it's just bad timing. It's like we have this great football season to start. You know, things are going well. There's some teams that were like, oh, my God, yes, we have some exciting, you know, playoff anticipation. And then it's like, oh, wait, John Gruden said a bunch of stuff. And then, oh, wait, Aaron Rodgers, it turns out, was not only unvaccinated, but, you know, just didn't tell anybody, which, again, it's his right. We're not going to complain on the right or no right thing, at least for this segment. But the other thing is that the NFL has had a notorious reputation of just somehow screwing shit up when it comes to, like, how to handle stuff like this. Like, we saw it with the Ray Rice thing. We've seen it with, uh, you can argue the John Gruden thing just, like, What's been happening the whole with that? Raiders organization this year. Um, I yeah. think the NFL is probably have their hands full. Yeah, and then then the Aaron Rodgers bit. It's like we haven't had a good sample size. I mean, even the Flake game stuff like that. It's like they they really like handled things like not to a same standard. So it's kind of like weird with this organization. I, I'd argue that they're pretty entertaining, but they're horrible when it comes to crisis management. What what do you yeah. think of the NFL's response to this? I mean, what, did you think it was pretty fair, pretty accurate? Or do you think they could have done something different? I mean, I. I only think people think it's a crisis because of the way it was portrayed. Like, I don't think it's so much of a crisis. It's just like if it was if it was some practice squad player right missing a game, like, oh, my God, he's not vaccinated and he gets fined a certain amount of his salary. Like, and you're not even like required to be vaccinated, then nobody would care. But it's Aaron Rodgers and 
people label him as a diva, which he kind of is. So the more news you can get around him, the better uh, if you're the media. And so I don't think it was really crisis. Um, like, I don't think it was crisis management. The league just should have said nothing, um, but they said too much and they have <laughs> foot in mouth syndrome. So anytime that Goodell speaks or the league puts out an official notice about things like this, uh, they get it wrong. So uh, if they had just simply done nothing, it would have probably helped them more. See, that's a stance I actually agree with, too, because there's a lot of people who are saying, like, oh, why don't the NFL be more proactive? I'd argue that sometimes in this situation in particular, honestly, just, like, letting it, like, go by for a couple days, I think people would have forgot about it. And then we would have been, like, months later, like, oh, wait, that happened. And then it would have been a big deal. But... Because they kind of tried to address it, even if it's, like, morally wrong, just it looks so bad on them. And you mentioned the, the horrible G word, which is Goodell, where it's, like, he has a horrible reputation with this sort of stuff. The last thing we needed was, you know, him telling us what his punishment was going to be. Because then it ended up being worse, because not only did they, like, give them a punishment, but the punishment was just cash. There was no suspension from games. There was no, like, people wanted, if he was going to give a punishment, they wanted game suspension. They wanted, you know, draft pick taken away compensation. They just threw a check and said, pay this. And that kind of was the direction the NFL took. It's uh, it's funny you say, like, hindsight-wise, like, how would you look at this? Instead of us saying, ha-ha, remember when Aaron Rodgers got COVID and Jordan Love had to play and all that BS? (laughs) It's now, ha-ha, remember when the NFL fucked up the vaccination stuff week eight or whatever? And so, yeah. Well, yeah, and for better or worse, the NFL handled last year's, you know, COVID stuff kind of just like, we're going to go and we'll just see what happens. There was, The NBA, for better or worse, had a policy, which you can, again, argue whether, like, it was good for the game or not, but at least they had a policy. They, they, they for this, were just like, you know, whatever. But that's kind of, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. We're, we'll move on to the main segment here, which is the NFL, the NFL playoff picture. Well, we'll start with Green Bay, though, I mean. Even after all the tumultuousness, and I think after all the stuff with Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the year, the questions over his long-term future, this team, this team is still pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd say they're probably the best team. Like, if you had to actually put a power rankings out, you have to put the Packers first. Like, I, I can't I can't see why you couldn't or why you wouldn't. Um, I mean, being a Packers fan, maybe I'm biased a little bit, but everybody else has their flaws, and I assume we'd have the tiebreaker over Arizona. So there you go. Um, eight and two, one loss is first week of the season, and one loss is your backup quarterback. Uh, with receivers missing, Jair Alexander's still out, David Bakhtiari's still out. So honestly, I just don't see a way we're uh, slowing down there. Well, and the thing with this team, too, is you bring up the excellent points. Like, they're not only 8-2, and two, but their two losses were that fluke week one where they get blitzed by a Saints team that's kind of like, you know, 500 right now. And then the one-week thing where it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, COVID, they have to bring in Jordan Love, and he's not ready by far and away. But this team is good, and more importantly, it's like, if it's not the Packers, then who else? Because, I mean, you could just throw names out there. The Titans, well, Derrick Henry isn't going to play again, and that's most their identity. And, like, I, I maybe it's defense, but the Titans don't have a great defense. They just have a favorable schedule this year, and, and they've, they've you know, credit to the Titans, done better than what they should be doing. And then there's the Bills, but the Bills are, what, 6-3 and three now with some bad losses? Like, I don't know what's... What's going on there? The Cardinals are one Vikings thirty yard field goal away from being seven and three. Right? 
the uh, the Ravens' tough losses, like to just stupid, stupid teams, well, including the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, yeah, baby. <laughs> like, that was that was awful, right? Then there's the Cowboys, which I guess you could say probably have the best chance of doing that. But like everybody's like, oh, their defense is fixed. No, it's not. It's giving up so many yards. It's just like they happen to be compensating for it right and then like the bucks are good but they have a dumb loss the rams are good but they have some dumb losses like every single team i think besides the packers and the cardinals have losses to teams that just don't make any sense no you're supposed to beat the teams you're supposed to beat beat the teams you're supposed to and then figure the rest out well, no, that's the funny thing, too, is that it's weird because it's only the NFC teams that done this. Like, all the AFC teams, for some reason, have lost the teams where it's like, how the hell did you not beat this team by 20? Like, Buffalo's lost to Jacksonville. Baltimore's lost to Miami. The Chiefs, the Chiefs like, have lost to a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Chiefs have just been whatever. The Steelers, it's like, how did you not beat a Lions team that has nobody on it? Like, this team has Jared Goff starting, and, then, like, and you tie. And then, like... Teams like the Chargers, like, I get it, your division is hard, but, like, you're so talented. How do you have four losses? Well, not only do they have four losses, they're they're a 500 team that went from, you know, a top two, three seed to now they're fighting in the playoff picture for, like, a wild card spot. Yeah. The, the other thing, but in the NFC, though, you've noticed big picture-wise, all these teams have beaten who they need to beat. Like, Dallas has beat every single easy opponent they face. Arizona, their two losses are like two tough losses against two pretty competitive teams. Tampa, you know, it, minus the Washington loss, they've played pretty good competition. They've hold steady. It's like, what the hell do I make of this team? This, you know, the AFC because the AFC, you can argue like there's like seven teams that deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Seriously, there's so there's, many of them. There's going to be a lot of like, I don't think there's. See, that's the thing. I think the AFC is a lot weaker than people think. I think it's just because of the cannibalism that's going on. People are like, oh my god, this team, like, the Browns are something like the 10 or 11 seed right now. Like, like, but people were like, oh, the Browns are so good. No, I honestly think the Browns, like, aren't a very good team. So, I mean, there's that, right? And the Colts, like, the Colts, yeah, they can win some games, but they're not a Super Bowl team. And the Raiders and the Bengals and, like, uh, just they're not a Super Bowl team, right? And then you look at the NFC, and I see like five Super Bowl teams, and I'm like, okay, well, this, this, now this is like I think the NFC is gonna roll the Super Bowl. I, I don't care who comes out. Well, let's focus on the NFC first because they're the more probably fascinating division or the uh, conference to look at. So as of now, if the playoffs were to start today, the Packers would lead. As of now, being at eight and two, followed by the Cardinals at eight and two, Cowboys at seven and two, and then it's Buccaneers, Rams, Saints, Panthers to round it out. We'll start with the top three: Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys. The Packers you kind of alluded to. We're probably thinking they're both the queer favorite. What are your thoughts on Arizona? Because there is the question of Kyler Murray. He he had the injury. We're kind of seeing his recovery process. But they're easily the best team in that NFC West division. I mean, how high is their ceiling this season? Uh, I think it's very high. I mean, if you can blow teams out with what start Colt McCoy, are we starting? I think I think it's Colt McCoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 crazy, right? Like that's insane. Like if you told me Colt McCoy was going to be a starter in twenty twenty one and blow out a team, right? So I mean that that shows that they have personnel around them. And like the Packers, like they didn't blow out the Chiefs when they had Jordan Love starting. And I'd argue Jordan Love is probably better than Colt McCoy. So. 
I think the Cardinals are a real threat, but the losses they have, and then like the almost loss, a couple of losses they have, like are the, the to the Packers with literally nobody besides Aaron Rodgers, just like being Jesus Christ, I guess. <laughs> um, and then like they they should have lost to the Vikings in that shootout game, like week two. Uh, the Vikings can't seem to make a kick um, in any moment that matters. And then I, I don't. What was the other loss for the Cardinals? Uh, I could, Niners. I could. I think it was the Niners, like early on in the year. Yeah, that's 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 bad. Did you just see how the Niners played against the Rams? Like, like the Niners might be a team. To, like the Niners might jump the Rams. No, it was the. Uh, pardon me. It was even worse. It was the Panthers. They, they lost oh, to. A, oh, okay, okay. They lost the Panthers. Okay, so like, okay. Excuse the Niners talk. <laughs> Regardless, the Panthers are a playoff team right now, and uh, Cam's back and. I don't know. Whoever gets a seven, six, seven seed in the NFC, like literally, is just like not deserving of it whatsoever. So I don't care. Uh, the Cowboys. I don't really. I see. The problem is I don't know how to evaluate the Cowboys because I keep watching Cowboys games and they keep doing different things, which might be a good thing, but also might be a bad thing. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, their defense looks great, and sometimes I'm like, wow, their defense looks awful. Uh, We'll we'll recenter in in Arizona here. The other thing I have a problem with this team, and we saw this last year, is their execution in the clutch. We saw last season there were so many games where it's like you lost to the Dolphins because you blew it in the clutch. You lost to certain teams because you didn't execute right. And they should have lost to the Bills, but, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has hands. Yeah, and then there's there's those games kind of that. I mean, is that going to be a big problem for the playoffs for this team where it's like they cannot, like, just do well in the fourth quarter? I don't know. The Cardinals remind me of like the 2017, 2018 Saints teams that are like, they're so good on all sides of the ball. Like everything is so good. But for some reason, when it comes down to it, they're always in close games and they can't win them. And I don't know what to think about it because in the regular season so far, I've only seen them lose twice. And they should have lost three times. I keep bringing that up with the Vikings, but that is like late game mismanagement. And at the same time, they're in like the hardest division in football and they're eating two with a backup quarterback. So I either think like my mind really wants to tell me that they're really good, but I think everybody picked the saints to win those super bowls, those couple of years there. And, you know, minus maybe getting robbed by the Rams. I don't know in the playoffs, they didn't. So, it's really hard for me to evaluate the Cardinals. I think the other thing with this Cardinals team, and you can allude to it, and you are alluding to it, is that it's also a wait and see. It's one of those things where it's like until I see a playoff game where they win, I'm not buying it. Well, like, I don't consider the Packers that playing them a playoff preview because nobody in the Packers was playing, and then they lost, right? And then I don't consider any of the games Colt McCoy is starting as a somewhat of a playoff preview, Right, because it's Colt McCoy and not Kyler Murray, right? And then their upcoming games, the Cardinals' upcoming games are just like uh, BS, right? Because they play the Seahawks, and like if they beat the Seahawks, then people are gonna be like, oh, they're a great team because like the Seahawks are viewed as a good organization, but realistically, they're not a good team. Then they play the Bears, and then they play the Lions. Like it's gonna be a while before you know we figure out if the Cardinals are 
those like what we think they are and at that point like is the chemistry fucked up like did they did they go too long without players in to to be good i don't know they play the cowboys i think january 2nd or the january 7th or something like that almost last game of the season i think that will be probably a huge game to determine whether the cardinals are like those guys no, no, you said it best. So the two games that we're eyeing out, I think we're both eyeing out, is December 13th, it's a Sunday night game. They play the Rams at home against, again, another one of these interdivision teams that, like, they're really, yeah. really good playoffs. But if, and, the Rams lose, if the Rams lose between now and then, like, it doesn't matter because then the Rams were just fake this whole time, right? Wh- they just lost which I hope Rangers not. Which I hope not because I've always been high on the Rams, so I'm hoping they're not. <laughs> and then they play yeah. the Cowboys second to last week of the season on the road. <laughs> Uh, against, you know, we're going to see how this Dallas team will get to them in a little bit. The other thing is that with this Arizona team, one last thing, I mean, what is the likelihood Kyle Murray's back 100% healthy? Like, tr- generally by, like, playoffs time, 100% healthy. I mean, it depends if they play him, rush him back. I think they're going to rush him back only for the point that, like, he's going to want to come back. And, and there's games like the Cowboys game and, and the Rams game that he's going to want to play in. So... I guess that's different, right? I just I I want to I want to basically talk about the Cowboys a little bit here, only because yes, the Cowboys minus their last game of the season, which I think the Eagles are a fucking terrible football team organization wise. Everything is <laughs> bad, right? Yes, who starts Jalen Hurts and like chooses to do that, right? The Cowboys have like an arguably hard schedule to end the end the year, right? I like the Cardinals should go into that Cowboys game favored by a ton. And the Cowboys should have probably two more losses or three more losses by then, right? They're about to play the Chiefs. Um, then they play the Raiders, who aren't no slouches. The Raiders are good. Uh, then they play the Saints. That's a playoff team. Then they play uh, the Washington football team, which usually would be a, a harder game. But um, it's still a divisional game, so you never know, right? It's the Cowboys, right? Any given Sunday. Um, and they play... Um, the Cowboys play the Giants. That's a hard game because the Giants have a good defense. Like, I, I, I have to say it. Then they play the football team again. doesn't really matter. Then they play the Cardinals. So they, they play some hard teams, right? The Saints, the Raiders, the Giants, the Cardinals. Uh, and then I'd argue both divisional games aren't pushover games. At least they're not pushover games like Packers-Lions would be. Well, no, yeah. And the other thing, too, is that... All the teams you just mentioned right now, they're either in the playoff picture like by far and away, like the Cardinals, the Raiders, like they're in the mix. But even the team like Gi- the Giants are three and six, like they're a competitive three and six team. Like they've had some crappy losses. They can easily be five hundred right now if they wanted to. The Eagles, even I know you're crapping on them, but they're four and six. Like hey, it's a four and six team that they're gonna have to play at home or on the road. Pardon me, like, they're gonna have to be at a road game against an Eagles team that's just gonna be frisky. And it's not a two catch. and six team if you minus the Bears and the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like they have they have some competitive games where it's like every team they're facing is not a shoe and win. Like they don't they're early schedule, yes, but not this part of the schedule. Like like I like the last time the Cowboys played the Giants, they beat them by twenty points. Okay. I get it. Right? And then the last time they played the Eagles, they beat them by twenty points. But the wins that the Cowboys have so far are a three-point win against the Chargers, that's a playoff team. A three-point win against the Panthers, that's a playoff team. A touchdown win in OT against the Patriots. A four-point win against the Vikings. 
<laughs> and a 15-point loss against the Broncos where they were literally down 30 points. And then they beat the Falcons. They just beat the Brakes. <laughs> All of the teams that are good have stuck with them, like have been in a position to beat them. Well, I, the Cowboys have been scoring crazy amounts. Like they, everyone's like, oh my God, look at the points per game stats. Like the points per game stat does not matter if the other team also has almost as many points. Well, and the other thing too is that all the teams you mentioned right now, it's like that's the resume. If you look at the from a resume perspective, it's like San Diego struggled, or sorry, I guess not San Diego anymore. L.A., Los Angeles, the Chargers—they've struggled like kind of this part of the year. So it's like their signature wins are a basically five hundred Chargers team, a basically five hundred Panthers team, and a Patriots team that yes was good now, but they weren't good in the beginning of the year. And they've combined to win those games by like fourteen points. Like collectively, those that's yeah. their three best wins are against five hundred teams that are all like not like they're good, but they're not good good. And then their signature wins that oh they beat the Cowboys and Giants by twenty plus, and they almost they lost to the Buccaneers by two points. That's their resume. So it's like yes, they're competitive, but we are blowing. I think people are kind of overrating the seven and two mark here. I mean, what's the chance that Dallas stays a top three seed? Like, are they more likely to be a two seed or are they more likely to be like a six, seven? Because there is a chance they could fall off here. They're they're more likely to be right, probably in that five range. Um, Probably five, six range. Just because, like, the strength of schedule only gets harder and I still don't think it's that good of a team. Like, eye test is telling me that it's not very good of a team. And, like, eye test, like, we're talking about the whole NFL playoff picture. It reminds me of the NBA postseason uh, that just happened where uh, my Milwaukee Bucks won the title, where there's literally nobody that can be considered an overwhelming favorite in any single matchup. Literally nobody. And I feel like it's going to be a great postseason because of it. But, I mean, post, like, like after the Buccaneers, right, uh, or maybe the Rams, right, because the Rams are five seed right now, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Rams are five seed. Yeah. So after the Buccaneers, like the Buccaneers have a great resume minus the Washington football team, and like I, I personally think that the Buccaneers still have flaws. Though uh, the Buccaneers' wins are blowing out the Falcons, which every team to do that in the playoff picture already—I mean, they've already done that. They lost to the Rams, so whatever. Uh, another team that beat the Patriots by like two points. They blow out the Dolphins. They only beat the Eagles by six. They blew out the Bears. Congratulations, right? Uh, the Saints, they lost. And the football team, they lost. And coming up, they have an incredibly hard schedule. So I don't know what to think of the Buccaneers even. Like Tom Brady is probably my pick for MVP. But that team is on skates still. They still have to play the Bills. They still have to play the Saints again. They still have to play the Colts, no pushover. Giants, no pushover. Right, so. Well, the other thing too, what's fast are only trying to get up, and they have to play them twice. So. Yeah, what's fascinating about this Buccaneers team is that like they've looked good, but they haven't dominated yet. Like, and this kind of reminds me of last year, where last year they were, you know, oh, yeah, they lost to that, that Bears Thursday night game. Yeah, in week, like eleven, I was like, oh, they're screwed. And then they, tr- <laughs> but then they turn it around though. So it's like, can they do it again? Because ironically, you mentioned that game, and we're in a similar time right now, where it's, we're heading into week eleven. And they're six and three. They've already had their bye, and now they face this kind of weird schedule where it's similarly a bunch of teams that are very competitive, minus the Bills, who I think are very, very like good. So it's like, where are they going to fall between 
this. And the interesting thing is that if you're Tampa Bay, you don't want to be the fourth seed because you're playing the Rams. Like, the Rams right now would be the fifth seed. That's a really good Rams team. Like, LA's a very good team. And that already beat you. And that already beat you where it's like if you're in Dallas' spot, you play the Saints. It's not like the Saints are a pushover, but a 5-4 and four Saints team where Jameis Winston blew out his knee and they're running, you know, God knows who at, at the – QB position or the Panthers who are 500 or if it's the Vikings or the Niners eventually it's like those teams are much more easy there's like there as you put it there's a five team threshold for contenders in the NFC and then there's a drop off so you want to be one two or or two once you get the buyer two and three so you can face an easier team yeah I mean 100 percent and and the thing is is like the the person that's or the team that's going to get the buy it's probably going to be the, the um, Cardinals of the Packers. Right? It's just like remaining schedule-wise, the Packers division isn't very hard. The Cardinals division is pretty hard, but they've gotten through the hard parts of it. What well, and the Seahawks um, and the Seahawks season, suck, and the, and the and the Niners are whatever. So it's not like they're facing you know elite competition yeah. here. The Niners remind me of the Vikings, honestly. Like on any given Sunday, they might put up thirty points and like give you a run for your money. Um. Yeah, but the NFC is the NFC at this point. Um, I think that the Saints will not, or I mean the Panthers will not make the playoffs. I think the Saints will make the playoffs. I think the who sneaks in, I honestly, anyone who sneaks in in the seventh seed doesn't deserve the seventh seed. Like they just, it's going to be so awkward. Awkward's the best word. It's like yeah, I'll inter- think about it. Have the Vi- have you watched any Vikings games and been like, yeah, that's classy. Besides yeah. the Cardinals game, they almost beat Cardinals. <laughs> no. Well, that's the thing that stands out to me with this year. It's like ironically the idea of like, oh, let's have an additional playoff game. It's like that kind of bit them in the ass this year, the NFL, because even like the seventh seed in the uh in the AFC, which I know we're bouncing around, but it's like the the candidates are the Chargers who have sucked. It's the Bengals who are kind of too young to be a playoff team. It's the Raiders thing post John Gruden. They suck. And then it's if like the Colts Raiders and Browns. Playoffs, that would be huge for the for the Raiders. Yeah. With everything that's under the Raiders, like you gotta make the playoffs. Derek Carr might just put you on his back. Yeah, but it, it's it's weird though because then the NFC is the big one where it's like it's so funny because it's Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys, Bucks, Rams drop off, and, and then, then your like, candidates are Saints, Saints, I guess, because <laughs> but I don't know because they have no they have no quarterback. And then like the Panthers, like Cam's back, but like it's Cam in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. So like really, and then like three NFC South teams, that's probably not going to happen because they're probably going to cannibalize each other, right? The Panthers still have to play the Bucks twice. The Vikings, like, have you watched the Vikings and been like, yeah, it's a playoff team? No. Honestly, the 49ers, like, I wouldn't be mad if the 49ers made the playoffs, but that would be the third NFC West team, and, like, that's a little weird for me. Well, that's why there's so much stock in the Eagles, because it's like, I know as much as you hate them, that's why I've been, like, kind of doing, it's been one of my favorite low-key lines has been Eagles make the playoffs, because it's like, they're in an easy division, only Dallas is their tough competitor, and, like, you, they can beat Dallas on a very competitive night, especially at home on week 17, or 18, let's say. And yeah, it's like, and that's what, and then anyone after the 49ers in that list, right? What do we got? The Falcons? No chance. Have you seen them play football? Jesus. The football team? No. The Giants? No. The Seahawks? No. And then, like, any NFC North team not named the Packers and the Vikings? No. So, like, even if we get rid of the candidates who are three and six and worse, <laughs> the candidates are still 
there's five of them. It would be Panthers at five and five for the seventh spot. They're in it right now. It'd be the Vikings and Niners and Falcons all at four and five. And it'd be the Eagles at four and six. It's like, are any of those teams playoff teams in a normal year? Like, if this was a six-seeded... Because at least the Saints, you can argue, are like, competitive. Like, at least they're going to try. I think the Saints make the playoffs. And then I think probably the Vikings make the playoffs. I do, that's too. That's, like, the easiest... Like, the Vikings are probably your, your Eagles... But on steroids, right? Because like they have Bears Lions games left, right? And they also don't have to play the Packers again after this week. And they might beat them this week because they've already played the Packers. Like I give the Vikings a pretty good chance of beating the Packers this week if Aaron Rodgers' toe doesn't get better. Like he's playing injured. Like, I give the Vikings a pretty good chance to move to a 500, and they should be 5-4 and four right now if their kicker could make a field goal and the Cardinals would have lost, and that would have made things really interesting, right? So I think the, I think the Vikings, like, if I had to bet... Honestly, I might throw it right now, like, Vikings to make the playoffs. See, I, I'm going to bet the Eagles, because here's... So here's the Eagles schedule, you ready for this? So the Eagles yeah. play... The rest, the rest of their game, Saints at home, which is a big, like, this, that's their Super Bowl. If they beat the Saints, it's like, hey, you just dropped the game off New Orleans for the sixth seed, and you gain yourself a game. They play the Giants and the Jets in back-to-back weeks, so it's like, here's, after the Saints, and this Jets game, like, two weeks after, the rest of their games are all NFC East. It's two Washington games, uh, which, I mean, Washington, hey, they're, like, a good team one week, a horrible team the next. Dallas at home, the Giants at home. So they get two Giants games, two Red Washington football games, the Jets once, and the Cowboys with the Saints. So it's like that's a pretty easy schedule. Like I could see them going nine and eight. Like is it's not unreasonable for them to go nine and eight and you know sneak I, in there. Yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable, but I just like 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 if I had to pick between the Vikings and the Eagles, gotta go, gotta go with the Vikes. Well, and the other thing here, here's the Vikings schedule because it's still pretty decent too. It's like they play the Niners. I'm not impressed. They have a lot. They beat the Niners. Honestly, whoever wins that game might just make playoffs. Well, because here's the other thing, too. The Vikings are, what are they, four and five? So let's let's assume they they beat the Lions and the two Bears teams. So that puts them already at seven wins. They would just need to win one of Rams, Steelers, Niners, and Packers to beat eight and nine. And I think they could beat the Steelers. So if they're eight and nine, I think eight and nine gets you into the playoffs in the NFC this year. And for the last spot, at least. Because the other teams suck. Yeah. I, I think Good that point. might be the cutoff, eight and nine, right? Yeah, eight and nine, probably. Uh, I want to move. I want to move on to the AFC here because uh, we want to get uh, some attention to them. We'll start at the top this time. Uh, Tennessee's obviously a very big outlier because they are eight and two. They do have a two game lead over the uh, you know over the rest of the field. But I mean, what's Tennessee's like ceiling here? Is are they just out in the first round? Like, I mean, they're going to have a bye probably, but what's the what's their status? Mm, honestly. Um. Well, you saw you saw Derrick Henry go down, and then the system still work, right? So, not that Derrick Henry is a system running back. I, I didn't mean that, but it, it just means that um, Vrabel's got a great, great system. They play the Texans. They should win that nine and two. Uh, and the nine and two Titans team is going to make the playoffs regardless, to match up wise, depending, right? Like if they get match up against the Chiefs somehow. Like, if they get matched up against the Patriots first round, they're going to lose. But if they match up against the Steelers or the Chiefs or even somebody a little bit worse, like the Bengals, the Raiders, like anyone in the hunt right there, they're going to beat that team. So 
I don't see them staying the number one seed, but with the schedule they have, like they, they well, kind of. I think they do. Given it really. I was. I think it's kind of being gifted to them, especially because the Bills can't beat Jacksonville, and the Ravens can't beat the Dolphins, and the Steelers can't beat the Lions. It's like if you can't win games, then. Yeah. Right, I say the best team to put your money on in the AFC is the Patriots. Uh, the team looks really good um, everywhere. Uh, I think the Patriots can beat the Steelers. I think the Patriots can beat the Chiefs. I think the Patriots can beat the Bills. So we'll see really soon. Uh, but the Patriots are about to play the Falcons, and everybody blows up the Falcons. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing is that with Tennessee, it's like oh they're eight and two. They overachieve. They don't have Derrick Henry. They're not going to be the one seed. It's like I think they will because. The Bills and the Pat- uh, Patriots are going to take wins away from each other as of now. So that's an important matchup. The Ravens have a very tough NFC North that, you know, the Steelers are competitive. The Bengals and Browns are trying to make the playoffs. So it's like, hey, that's not a slouchy division. And then the Chiefs have a tough division too. So it's like the Titans still have the, t- the Jaguars, Texans, Colts trio. Of like, that's a very easy schedule. That bottom line. It's just an easy schedule. Yeah. What what would you give a percentage likelihood, a percentage chance that they stay the one seed for the rest of the year? Percentage chance? Like 90. Right. It's like pretty high. I, I would have thought it was lower, but it's like this team's pretty good. Like they have they, an easy schedule. They play, yeah, they play pretty well. The system works and their schedule wasn't hard. So it would take some implosion, really. Like Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback. The receiver, the receiving core is so underrated. So underrated. So I'd say that, like, even if they were just passing the ball, they, didn't, they don't need a massive running game. Granted, the running game is down now down to Adrian Peterson, so I'd say that's, like, a D and, and not, like... Like, they're not like the Raiders where if um, if Josh Jacobs goes down, they have Kenyon Drake, right? They the, the Titans are rocking with Adrian Peterson in 2021. So that's concerning, I would say. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention Packers 8... Um, Aaron Jones didn't tear his MCL. He strained it, so he'll be back in three games. Um, but, like, the Bills, they have a chance to do it. But with the Bills, like, they just played that Jacksonville game. Like, I don't know what to think. Right? The Ravens just played against the Dolphins. I don't know what to think. The Chiefs are about to have their hardest test of the year. Like, that, this might be the Chiefs, like, statement game, right? Like, oh, we're back, baby. Right? And then, like, like I said, the only other team I'd be worried about if I was Tennessee was the Patriots. Like, the Patriots might just win out. Well, and here's the rest of the Tennessee schedule. Ready for this? So it's Texans at home, easy win. Patriots on the road, very tough game, I'd argue. Fine, whatever. Their next five opponents are, I kid you not, Jacksonville at home. Steelers, not very impressed by Steelers. 49ers at home. 49ers are a very winnable team. Dolphins at home, easy win. If But then again, the Dolphins, you know, you never know with them, I guess. And then t- Texans again. So they've got two Texans games and a Jaguars game. Slated at least, I would even if it goes bad, they still get two wins out of that group right there, and they still get to play the the Dolphins, Steelers, and 49ers. They probably have two wins there. That's our. They automatically there have like twelve wins, thirteen wins. Like that's pretty good, right? Yeah, and the funny thing about that is now you say like um, the Dolphins, the Steelers, and uh, the 49ers. Like, like let's say Tennessee loses this week to Houston, right? Now what do you say about the AFC? Like, what the hell, yeah. It's a hypothetical I don't want to be forced to think about, but if it does happen, I will have no idea what to say. Uh, I don't like to think that would happen. But uh, back to the Patriots. The Patriots are about to play the Falcons. They're going to beat the Falcons. Uh, It's a a nice uh, night game, uh, Thursday game. Cool. 
Um, then they play the Titans off of hella rest. I think they beat the Titans. They beat the Titans. And they play the Bills, and then they play the Colts, and then they play the Bills. If they can beat the Bills one time out of those two times, and they can beat the Colts, they are cooling because then they play the Jaguars and the Dolphins, and the Patriots own the Dolphins, and the Jaguars aren't good. Um, so then that leaves the Patriots with 12 wins. Or 11 wins. 12 wins. Even if they lose to the Colts, at 11 wins. That's nuts. Yeah, and it's crazy because they started off very slow. But not, if, I think the key with, that I've noticed with if you do big picture, the NFC, the top five is better, and then the bottom falls off a cliff compared to the AFC. The AFC, there is no top group. Like, I'd argue that, that any one of the top six seeds right now even even i'll throw the charges in here if they do if they find a way to come back all of those teams can win the super bowl in some universe out there but all of that group it's a very good middle class where it's like any team could beat each other any single day even like a browns team at five and five i'm like hey like they're still decent like they can they can win against Uh, the ravens on a random way chubb's gotta play for me to for me to say that they're they're viable but yeah so it's like here you are where there's this cluster F of teams that can all beat each other. It's like there's no way to – this is going to be a, a crazy playoff picture coming down to the wire week by week where it's like one team's going to be the third seed one week and then the seventh seed the next. A team that was not even in the picture is going to be in the bubble somehow. It's going to be one of those kinds of years for the AFC. And for the NFC, it's going to – like I would imagine the NFC besides the seven seed stays the exact same. Teams might shuffle around a little bit. Up down, but besides the Panthers, like I don't think the Panthers will finish there. I honestly think it'll be the Vikings, right? The, if the Vikings end up playing the Cardinals again, they might beat them because that already almost happened, right? I think the Cowboys, even if they stay the three seed, I think they're gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna have to stay the three seed, right? Because there's no way that yeah, they're gonna have to stay the three seed. Cowboys being the three seed, the Saints, like they're gonna play the Saints, so we'll see. It's a frisky um, game. It's a frisky game, right? And then Rams Buccaneers. That's, that's a blood. A that's game. a bloodbath round one. Right, and that's already a crazy game. So all that that will eliminate Super Bowl contenders right there. The AFC has people who could win the Super Bowl, and the NFC has a bunch of people who deserve to win the Super Bowl. It's just who wants it more. So that's the other thing too is that there's teams in the NFC that are way better than the AFC that are not going to make it past the first round. The Rams in the AFC would be the one seed. The Buccaneers in the AFC would be the one seed, like with the schedules, right? So. I don't know. I really well, just don't know what to think of it. Like, right, like, give me three weeks, and you're gonna know. Like, three to three weeks, three weeks, maybe four weeks, just to see the Cardinals game. Three weeks, and you'll know exactly like who's gonna perform in the playoffs and who is who's not. Yeah. Well, that's about three more weeks where people are gonna get upset and then not know their record. Right, they're like right now. People don't know exactly what they're projected to end, right? But once you get it three more weeks, let's let's say the Buccaneers win three more games, they're nine and three. Like if they get upset, it doesn't really matter. Or if the Packers, the Cardinals win their next three games, like eleven wins, like they don't really they can coast it a little bit. They can try some stuff. They can deep, go deep in the coaching bag, right? Like they don't need to win those games. So I don't know. Yeah, no, that's why I think this NFL week in particular, and it's why I wanted to do this pod now is so important because some teams are going to fall off a cliff here. It's going to happen. Like a good candidate, for instance, Washington out in the NFC, like they're three and six. If they don't beat the Panthers, they're fucked. Like they're going to like be three and seven. They're not going to be in the picture. Um, 
Uh, the Broncos have a bye, but like for instance, like the Colts. The Colts play the Bills. If the Colts lose, they're just gonna fall down the pecking order, and then at some point, it's like, dude, like you're not gonna make it. Like it's just gonna happen. Like you're done. There's a lot of teams this week that kind of have that. The uh, other team I want to move on to is the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens have been a bit interesting. I mean, they've had some struggles here or there. You know, they haven't, you know, they've had some inconsistent losses. What are your thoughts on the Ravens? I Okay, again, because it's another team that just, like, you just watch them suck. So it's really hard to, to evaluate them. Like, you know, recency bias is, is definitely a thing. Um, that's another team the Vikings should have beat uh, twice. They could have beat them twice in that game. Three times before overtime, twice in overtime, they still lost. Um, but the Ravens have had a lot of comeback wins. I don't think the Ravens are a very good team. Now, I will say that Lamar Jackson is very good at football, and I'm not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson, but I think the system, and I think the running system, and I think the receiver, like, I don't think the players on that team are good enough at all. Um, and, like, they beat the Chiefs by one. And the Chiefs aren't actually that great of a team. So don't get it twisted. They only beat the Chiefs by one. They only beat the Lions by two. Yeah, they're, they're, they have a very and shaky resume. They had to beat the Colts in overtime. They should have lost that game. I watched all of that game. And they beat the Chargers by a lot. So then everyone's like, oh, my God. That's when Mark, their fucking Spears was like, this is the LeBron James effect. Lamar Jackson. Like, no, it's not. Right? <laughs> and they got the beats. The breaks beat off of them by the Bengals. And then they almost lost to the Vikings in the same way they almost lost to the Colts. But they somehow, they got Justin Tucker to save them. They had to have Justin Tucker save them in the Lions game, and then they lost by 12 to the Dolphins. They're about to play the Bears. If that game is close, I'm writing off the Ravens as a contender. I just I just don't think they... Wow, well, I just got a $500 payment on... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're uh, cashing yeah. out. The Ravens aren't cashing out. The other thing with this Ravens but team is that... They play the Browns twice, right? That yeah. That's like a team that's arguably the same amount of good as the Ravens, right? I don't know. I, I said that terribly English. Sorry. But if the Bears game is close and they lose one of the Browns games left, they're not beating the Bengals again. The Steelers are a hard team to play. They play the Packers, the Rams, like... I don't think the Ra- the Ravens stock right now. If you're buying Ravens stock, you gotta sell. So well, I'm I'm selling about the Ravens and the Steelers. Those two are the two worst top five seeds right now in the in football. Like the Steelers being five three and one and coming off a tie against the Lions and Ben Roethlisberger is forty years old. Like how is this team five and three? Like honestly, honestly. I don't know how they won the game. Like, if they didn't win the games that they were not supposed to win, right? They weren't supposed to beat the Lions, right? So that's four and four. And then they weren't supposed to beat the Vikings or the Colts. And you can't say it's Lamar Jackson willing his team because it's always been the other team messing up first. The Carson Wentz interception. Justin Tucker, right? Like you, they didn't got it. You, you didn't get him in a field goal range. He just made it field goal range. And then the Vikings, Kirk Cousins sucks. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like they should have been beaten three times right there. And everyone's like, "Oh, the Ravens are so good." Lamar Jackson, like let's put it, let's put it to, let's put the narrative to rest that Lamar Jackson can't play in a deficit. No, he literally can't. Like he's getting so bailed out. 
that on paper it looks like he can play from a deficit, but in reality, no. Uh, Oz, uh, Oz, I gotta ask you, what do you make of this weird situation with the bottom of the AFC where it's Chargers, Bengals, Raiders, Colts, Browns, Broncos, like this weird six-team unit? Like, what am I supposed to make with kind of the bottom of the AFC? Um, the cannibalization will go on between the Broncos, the Raiders, like the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, right? I, I, I The Bengals, Browns, Ravens, like that AFC North, it's going to end up being bad, right? Like none of those teams are good. They're all just good enough to beat each other. Um, I think the Bengals, a couple of years, probably the best team in the division. Um, like even though the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, like that team around him, like if you put Lamar Jackson on the Washington football team, it would be the exact same team, arguably better because they have Terry McLaurin, right? Like the defense is a little worse, the offense is a little bit better. I think it's the same exact team if you put Lamar Jackson on the football team, which is high high regard for Lamar Jackson, but like the Bra- Bra- Ravens team is bad. Uh, the Raiders, too much. Like if the Raiders managed to make the playoffs, that'd be a great story, only because of like all the stuff that happened with Damon Arnett and the gun charge, and and obviously what happened with Henry Ruggs and John Gruden. And, uh, yeah, this and team, Jesus Christ, dra- <laughs> and then them sucking at drafting, and wow, like <laughs> Josh Jacobs ACL, like oh my god. That would be a crazy story. That would be Derek Carr like, putting a team on his back. Um, the Colts are just a team that you have to be afraid of. Like, they have, the AFC in the bottom, like the Broncos, the Colts, even the Dolphins, I guess, because they just beat the Ravens, even though I don't think they're very good. Um, they just have a bunch of teams that, like, you don't want to face. Like, you don't want to play the Colts week 15 if you're fighting for a spot. Because, like, in, like imagine playing the Colts in, a, in Indianapolis and let's say the Colts have seven or eight wins by then and it's week 16 and you're fighting for the bye in the NFC like if you're the Packers or the Cardinals or if you're even if you're like the Patriots like they're gonna play the Colts week 16 that's gonna suck you're um, not gonna go to want to go to Indianapolis yeah. and play them you're just not gonna want to do that uh two more questions for you the first of which we'll start in the NFC what is the team you're looking forward to watching kind of the rest of the way when it comes to like the big playoff picture and it could be like a top team trying to keep that spot it could be one of these middle teams trying to get up or like you know we'll see if they fluctuate or not what's the team you're looking out for in the NFC uh, for like the next couple weeks um, um mm. I have so many answers to this question well, ramble away. Well, it's up to you. Well, okay. I've, I've kind of already, like, said why I want to watch every team, but which one do I want to watch the most? Probably. Hmm. Okay, it's probably going to be the Cardinals. I was going to say the Cowboys, like, gut instinct. Like, I want to watch the Cowboys because I still don't know if they're good at football. They've just been in really favorable situations. Um, and taking advantage of them. So I guess that's what you have to do as a good team. But I want to watch the Cardinals because it has some air of, like, the Clippers. Like, right? Like, yes. <laughs> like, 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 there's going to be, like, like, they're good, and they're winning games, and it doesn't matter who's playing, and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes down to it, they suck in the clutch, and there's no chemistry, really, because nobody's played games with each other. And I feel like tensions could fly because, like, all these different people are getting touches every single game because people are injured every single game. But what happens when you put Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, A.J. Green, and DeAndre Hopkins on the field? Somebody's got to get mad, right? Oh, and Rondell Moore. Somebody's got to get mad, right? Like, yeah. And now that James Conner is your only back and Chase Edmonds is 
is is uh, on IR. How does a running game fare? Like, is is James Conner that guy? James Conner's been pretty injury prone over his year. So when James Conner goes down, like, who are we putting in at running back? What if it's Colt McCoy and your fourth string running back? Then you might lose some games. But if you can win some games doing that, then I have to say you're a good team. But when everybody comes back could, and then you start losing, like, is that a sign of, like, bad front office? Like, it's going to be very interesting to see, like, how it plays out with the injuries and the touches and the, and, and whether they're a good team or not. Like, I, we know they're a good team, but whether they can, like, achieve or not. Yeah. And last question for you. Same question to the AFC now. What's the team that's kind of on your mind the next couple of weeks? Um... The short answer is probably the probably, Patriots. Probably the yeah, I was about to say probably the Pats. Um, I'd say I want to watch the Chiefs, but like after Chiefs Cowboys, I'll know if the Cowboys are legit or if the Chiefs are just like the Colts on steroids. Right? They remind me of the Colts, but so much. But then they have Patrick Mahomes, so they got to be Colts on steroids, I guess. Like the Cowboys are a good team, and the Chiefs are just a team you don't want to play. Like oh let's go to Arrowhead and play Patrick Mahomes like that's never a good idea even if it's, even if they are six and five after this week um, but yeah I'd say the Patriots they uh, they play the Bills twice and the Colts there that Bills Colts Bills uh, three weeks there for the Patriots are huge um, but if they win those games like I might put some Patriots features down for like AFC Championship game and stuff like that yeah all those teams are definitely gonna be interesting to watch out for well ozzy it was a great episode as always first nfl pod with you uh more importantly it seems like we covered a lot of the ground for the nfc play or the nfl playoffs both conferences it'll be interesting to see kind of the narrative shaping forward uh for all of these you know playoff pictures of what we're gonna see and how we'll see if this will change as we get to the end of this nfl year but we are over halfway done ozzy thank you so much for joining the pod oh uh, thank you so much Tom.